yourself a big favor, and you could try not to listen to your own voice and try to listen to someone else's voice singing. You'll sing, you'll sing quieter and, and louder at the same time. Hashem is supposed to give the Torah now. Matan Torah is supposed to happen by Noach. First of all, as is already well known, you all remember, at least from the womb, that the marble that came down, that flood of water that came down, so Deacon explained that Ein Ma'ayim El Torah and that in the same way that everyone who was worthy of being saved was huddled all in one place just like the Jewish people all huddled under Har Sinai to receive the Torah <clears throat> there was a changing of the guard that took place by Noah that there was for the first time the possibility that we would be able to receive the Torah and had we been worthy, that water that came down, that inundated the whole world, that came and drowned the whole world, would have came and given water to parched lips instead. Chazal find a, an allusion to the, the name of Moshe Rabbeinu, to the, to the soul of Moshe Rabbeinu. The Gemara asks a very somewhat startling question. Where is there an allusion to Moshe Rabbeinu? Where is there an allusion to Moses in the Torah? Where is there an allusion to Moshe Rabbeinu? Moshe is all over the Torah. The Gemara says, where is there an allusion to Haman in the Torah? The Gemara says, Hamin ha'etz. When Hashem comes to Adam and says, Hamin ha'etz from the tree that I told you not to eat. 
you ate. So there, there's an allusion to Haman in the Torah. Haman's not in the Torah, but where is there an allusion to Moshe Rabbeinu in the Torah? Moshe Rabbeinu is all over the Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu's name is mentioned in the Torah almost as many times as Hashem's name. It's a lot of times Moshe Rabbeinu's name is mentioned in the Torah. So we have to find an allusion to Moshe Rabbeinu that it says, Bishagam Hubasar, the fact that man is also flesh and blood, I'm going to give him 120 years until I bring the Mabu. From here, we have an allusion to Moshe Rabbeinu because, says the Gemara, says the Gemara, because Moshe Rabbeinu, who lived for 120 years, has the same numerical value as the word Bishagam. Right? The, be, the Beis and the Gim will become a He, and the Shin and the Mem, or Shin and Mem, like in Moshe's name. Bishagam, Hubasar, because man is flesh and blood, so I'm going to give them 120 years to like, get their act together. Why does Moshe Rabbeinu's soul have to be rooted in the story of the Mabu? And the answer is because Hashem wanted to give us the Torah. Hashem was ready to give us the Torah and we were not ready to receive it. And so in my the Torah, the water that was supposed to come down in this way came down a little bit in the wrong way. Hashem is always ready to give us the Torah. Hashem is always waiting to give us the Torah. Every single one of us is Noach. Every single one of us is Moshe Rabbeinu. Kedushas Levi says, the Baradishver says that when Hashem gave Noach the instructions to build the Teva, He gave the instructions to build the Teva, so He said to, to Noach, This is, this is the matter that you should do. This is how you should construct the Teva. And then He gave him all the instructions. How many how long it should be, how tall it should be, how many compartments there should be, bringing the animals on. The Berdichever said, taught us, this is how you should make it. And other examples of this, that when Hashem commands Noach, He says, now, if you're reading not carefully, Vizeh is simply Hashem saying, this is how you should do it. But those who know that Rashi writes later on in the Torah, Zehadavar Shetziva Hashem, this is the matter that Hashem commanded. Rashi writes, all the other Nevi'im, all the other Nevi'im that ever prophesied, all prophesied with Ko. Ko Amar Hashem. Ko Amar Hashem. This is what Hashem had to say. Ko versus Zeh is the same, just one of them is a Chaf and the other is a Zayin, right? Ko and Zeh is the same. Ko is a, with a Chaf, what does the Chaf do as a prefix in a word? What? Ki, Erech. Ko means the level of prophecy of Adonivim <coughs> is the level of, here's an approximation of what I'm trying to say. If you could just open up a little bit, I'm trying to a little bit get your attention and steer you in this direction. Zeh the Gemara says in the end of Tainus, Zeh means something I can point to with my finger. Like, remember from the Pesach Seder? Matzah zu, and it says in the Haggadah, point to the matzah. Right? We don't point to the Zerah by when we say, you know, Pesach, because it's not, that's not the carbon Pesach. We don't want anyone to think it's the carbon Pesach. But Zeh means something that's, that I could point to. Something that is tangible. The level of Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy was the level of Zeh. It's the level of Zeh. And yet, when Hashem is giving... The instructions to Noach says, or of when Hashem is giving the instructions to Noach to build the Teva, He's using the Lashon of Zehadavar. This is what you should do. 
Because again, Noach has the potential to be Moshe Rabbeinu. He has the potential to be the Moshe Rabbeinu to bring the Torah down. In fact, you know, we'll talk about this more in depth later in the year for those who are in the gracious Chomish class, but it bears noting now that Arizal says that Noach really should have Davin to be the Moshe Rabbeinu. In the same way that Moshe Rabbeinu Davin for his people, and Moshe Rabbeinu was willing to stand up after the Chira Ego and say, no, Rabbon Shalom, even though I had to break the Luchos, let's do this again. So the Pasuk says in Yishayahu that the, the flood of all things that it should be called, it's somewhat surprising that the waters of the, the raging floodwaters, the deluge, in the times of Noah are called May Noah, the waters of Noah, as if to blame Noah. What are you blaming Noah for? Noah was the tzaddik who was saved. The answer is that Noah was the one who could have rallied everybody together we find that in Mitzrayim, the Jewish people, the Malachim were saying that the Jewish people, Why are you picking on the Mitzrayim and not the Jews? They worship idols, they worship idols, they're exactly the same. So what happened by the Chedego? Moshe Rabbeinu was the one who said, this, this people is different. I know it doesn't look like it right now. But he rallied the Jewish people to be worthy of receiving the Torah. And the merit of Moshe Rabbeinu. Noah should have rallied his nation, and should have demanded from Hashem that he brings down the waters in the form of Torah, in Maimel Torah. Because he didn't, it's called Meinoach. The Arizal said that when Moshe Rabbeinu comes, when Moshe Rabbeinu comes to argue with Hashem and to say, Rabban Shalom, you're going you're gonna to get rid of the Jewish people because of what they did by Chirei Egel, Macheni nami sifrecha, erase me from your book if you're going to do that. Erase me from your book. If you're going to destroy the Jewish people because they messed up with the Chedigal and not give them the Torah and not bring a rectification to all of the cosmos, then just erase me from the Torah. I don't want any part of this project. So the Arizal says, the word Macheni is made up of the same letters as the word Meinoach. Macheni is Memches Nun Yud, just like Meinoach is those, those letters. Meinoach is Mem Yud Nun Ches. Macheni is Memches Nun Yud. Macheni. Erase me from the book is what Moshe Rabbeinu said when he was saying, we need the Torah. We need the Torah. When, when Moshe goes to receive the Torah and the Malachim say, you're going to give the Torah to human beings, these people who, you're going to give Torah to people who are not careful with their mouths, not careful with their eyes, not careful with their hands, not careful with their hearts, not careful with other people's hearts. You're going to give the Torah to them. That's what the Malachim were saying to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu said, they're the people who need it the most. They need it more than anything in the world. And Noah should have said to Hashem, you want to bring a flood to wipe out mankind? Why not give them the Torah? Why not give them instructions? Give them something to heal themselves with. Everybody knows from the time that they were children that Moshe... Rabbeinu was placed in a teva, just like Noah was placed in a teva. And just like there was a shining light in Moshe Rabbeinu's teva, like Rashi says, that they saw that the child was tov, a flashback to the original time we find the word tov in the Torah, that when Basparo opened up the Teva, and she saw this child, she saw there was something different about him because she saw this light that was shining. And in the Teva of Noach, there was also 
Tzor Tassel Teva, make a light for the Teva. Tzor Tassel Teva, Rashi quotes, a Tzor could mean that there is a window to be able to see out and for light to be able to come in, if there would be light. And Tzor could also mean a precious gemstone, some sort of mystical gemstone that could shine light at it. A margalita tava, a good stone that somehow would shine, that would illuminate. Now, I never saw this in any safer. Oh, wow. I have to be kidding me. Let him in, let him in, help him in. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Everybody, introducing the one and only Chaim David. So, yeah, yeah, we're doing, we're doing, we're doing. There's a gemstone, there's a gemstone in the Teva. So I never saw this in any safer, but it appears to me to be true. That the Gemara says, the Gemara says that there was, could we get a chair for Chaim David up here? There's, um, there's a Gemara that says that Avmavinu had this remarkable gemstone that he had hanging around his neck. He uses that same Lashon, a Margolius, that was Kala Atzavar, that was hanging on his neck. And when anybody would look at this gemstone, when anyone would look at this gemstone, they would be healed instantly. They would be healed instantly. Now, where did Avram get such a gemstone? I don't have any tradition about where he got the gemstone. But my heart tells me that it could be that he got this gemstone from the gemstone that was hanging in Noah's table. He uses the same Lashon, Chazal uses the same Lashon. There was a mar- Margalita Tava, there was this good gemstone that was shining light in the table. And Avram Avinu was the first one who did what Noah should have done because the whole world was waiting and thirsty for, for a little bit of water, a little bit of Torah. And Avnavinu is the first one who bothered to take that gemstone. And in that Maimar Chazal, that the gemstone was inside the Teva, it means that no one else was able to benefit from that gemstone. Avnavinu put it around his neck, and anybody who looked at that gemstone would be healed. Anybody who, for a moment, glimpsed at that gemstone that was around his neck. The Rashba says, what's the gemstone that's around his neck? This is the gemstone that's around his neck. The throat, the, the voice box, the larynx. The, the gemstone that was around his neck means the ability to speak. What Noah didn't use, the koch of his speech, like the Bardichever said, Rav said that the, the, the dimensions of the Teva. The dimensions of the Teva were 30 by 300 by 50. 30 is Lamed, 300 is Shin, 50 is Nun. Lashon. Except it's missing the Vav, obviously, because there's no dimension. There's no dimension for that to be. But the Radishma says, because there was a Pagam in his Lashon, 
would there have been a fourth dimension? The fourth dimension that would have been, there would have been the dimension of soul, of the Torah coming down and revealing something which is beyond time and space. The Vav, which is the Torah, the Vav, for those who understand, the Vav, which is that Chibor between Hashem, Kutcherbichu, and, and the Jewish people. The Vav, which is the six, which is Tiferes, which is the ability of the Torah, the letter Aleph has a, a point on top and a point on the bottom. That's Kivyachal, Karash is the point on top. And the point on the bottom is Am Yisrael. The Vav that connects the two of them is the Torah. The six rings of the windpipe. The six rings of the windpipe. That Vav, which is missing from the Lashon, would have turned the Teva of Noach into the Teva of Moshe Rabbeinu that would have been the one who brought Torah down to the world. And every second of our lives, Hashem wants to give us Torah. Every second. The whole world is looking all the time for something new. Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Nachman couldn't go like a few hours without somebody telling him the news. He needed people, he needed the news all the time. He's always asking, he's telling me, what's, what's, what's the news? What's going on in the news? Tell me, tell me the new things that are going on. Because he understood that by tapping into the news, what Hashem is revealing, that chadashot that Hashem is revealing in the world, is an opportunity to weave that into Torah. Hashem wants to give Torah every single second. And a person has to decide whether that Torah comes down as Meinach, like the Pasuk says Mishael, or comes back as Macheni. Whatever the world looks bleak, or whatever Hashem is, is going is to destroy the world because it looks, you know, he's going to knock out WhatsApp and Facebook for a few hours. So you turn to the Bosh and you say, maybe we could use this for good. If we can't use the world for good, if you can't give us a Torah, if you're not willing to give us new Torah that shows us how to use the world for good, not not just letting it happen to us. If, if there's not a way to use the world the way that it is right now for good, Moshe Rabbeinu says, I'm not, I don't want to be part of that. And so in every moment, a person decides whether they want to be Noach or want to be Moshe Rabbeinu. Like we said, Moshe Rabbeinu's Bishagam Hubasar, Moshe Rabbeinu is found in Parshas Noach, even though his name is all over the Torah, an allusion to Moshe Rabbeinu in Parshas Noach. Because Moshe Rabbeinu should have been, it should have said, Vayedabra Hashem, El Noach, Lemur, Aserz Dibros, boom. Because Noach didn't take it, so that aspect of Moshe Rabbeinu, that Nakuda of Moshe Rabbeinu, who also is referred to, Moshe Rabbeinu also is referred to as this part of the throat. Moshe Rabbeinu, even though he was kveh peh, here it didn't work so good, but here Moshe Rabbeinu was still intact. His arch nemesis, Paro, Paro is peraz. He, he also has a bad back, but like the Ari said, Paro is the osios haorif, the back of the neck, which is not where speech comes from. Moshe Rabbeinu is the polar opposite of Paro. And that was the choice that was being offered. And it's the choice that's being offered to us in this very second. Are we taking the Chadashot? Like the Rebbe's Chusigenu, like the Babachi Rebbe, who was like, there's radio, let's use it to, let's use it to spread Torah. There's Facebook, there's, uh, what is this? There's Zoom, we're going to use it to, to broadcast Torah. So a person has to listen very carefully because Hashem is offering you Torah every second of your life. And if you're willing to receive it, 
if you're willing to receive it, then you'll be zochet to the communication, just like we see from here that when Rashi says, all the other prophets received with the level of ko. Moshe Rabbeinu received with the level of zehadavar. And by Noach, like we said, Noach it says, Allah of zeh, It means that when Rashi says, when Chazal say that zeh is only available for Moshe Rabbeinu, it means that, like the Zohar says, ispashtusa the Moshe v'chol dar v'dar. Ispashtus of Moshe Rabbeinu is in every generation. You could be Moshe Rabbeinu. Like the Ramam writes in the Chush the fifth parak. You could be Moshe Rabbeinu, you could be Moshe Rabbeinu, you could be Moshe Rabbeinu. If you're Moshe Rabbeinu, then you could be Zochet to the level of Zeh, Zeh That means not an approximation of how to serve Hashem, but Zeh, like you could point with your finger. Hashem should help us to do it. Maybe we'll learn a new, a new song for some of you, some of you this will maybe. We'll just do the Nigan first. This is saying to the, to the words of Yono Matzah, which is uh, actually composed specifically for this part. I mean, we sing it all the time, but, but the nigging goes like this.
says that question is not as strong as the Nikud that he says. He says, how, how could it be that Noach sent the Yonah and the Orev, the raven and the dove, how could it be that he sent them without Hashem giving him permission? Wasn't he afraid? Wasn't he afraid, perhaps, especially with the raven? There's only a mister and a missus. Wasn't he afraid something would happen to the raven and that would be the end of the ravens? The raven had such a taina in Chazal. The raven says, you see from here that your master hates me, meaning Kivyachal, and you hate me. Because your master hates me because he only cared that there should be one of, you know, there should just be one me and my, and my wife. And what would happen if something happened to us? Like that's the end of the species. And you hate me, maybe even more, because you're willing to risk me by sending me out on this <coughs> mission to go see if the air is still toxic. So you see that the raven was concerned. So, how did, where did Noah get permission to do this? So the Ritzib says a wild chiddush, like you have to have a kodesh to say this kind of chiddush. And the Ritzib says, the, you have to have a kodesh to say such a thing. He says it must be that the dove and the raven were Noah's pets. So he says. Must be that these were personal pets, and when Hashem gave Noah permission to bring his family and everything into the table, <laughs> he also brought in the pets. Over and above. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. There was, there was, there was the other ones, and this was a separate. Now, there's a Torah from the base medrash of Ishbitz. You see this in a lot in their writings. That. A possession that if someone has, someone's possessions, 
someone's possessions tells you an insight into who they are. Like the, I think the prototype for this in, in the base measure of Ishbitz is that we find the donkey of Rav Pinchas ben Yair. The donkey of Rav Pinchas ben Yair, all these funny stories about the donkey of Rav Pinchas ben Yair, that he was once taken by, he was taken captive by a bunch of hooligans and they tried to, you know, what good is the donkey for ransom if, if it dies? So they had to feed the donkey. And the donkey refused to eat any food that didn't have Truman Meister taken from it. <laughs> because, like, pasnished, you know? You know what they feed me back home? Like, so, from here, this Gemara, and other things about, this, about the animals that we find by Yudha Nasi and other, the animals wouldn't work on Shabbos, even though they were no longer, that they had to go over when the animal was bought by a, by a non-Jew, then an animal was allowed to work on Shabbos. There's no. So the animal refused to work, and then Rehud Nasi went to him and whispered in his ear, it's okay, I sold you, you're not, you're not mine anymore, it's okay. Because a person's, and not just their animals, but their clothing, their home, the walls of the person's home, everything is, is speaking about the person. So the fact, I'm so excited when I saw this, not just because it's like, where did you get that from? It's always fun to see something. You're like, like Rav Yonason Ibshitz writes in Yaris Tabash that the Migdal Bavo was, was a rocket ship. Like that's, that's fun. Like where did he get that from, you know? Like, so they were trying to build a, because how are they going to reach Shemayim? They were trying to build a rocket ship. And you know, that's what he says. Where did he get that from? It was before rocket ships existed when he wrote this. He said they're trying to build this machine that would go up to Shemayim. And the, you know, like a, a rocket ship. So that's fun, like on its own right. But when I saw this, I was so excited because it means that the whole story of Noah and the birds and everything is not a story about Noah's birds, it's a story about Noah. Noah is the raven, Noah is the dove. And then I saw, it says in Sfarim, and if you look, unbelievable. Pasuk says, the whole world is filled with Hamas. And destroy the whole world. So what should you do? You should make a teva, atze gofer. You should take a bunch of wood and from atze gofer. You should take this atze gofer. Not like arze levanon. You shouldn't take like big atze gofer. What is atze gofer? It's like not even exactly 100% sure what kind of wood it is. And you should take some sort of tar, some mud, and put it together and make this like, you know? What is the teva? Teva is a bird's nest. Teva is a bird's nest. Tzadikim say, what does it say? It says you should make compartments in the teva, three compartments. And what's the lashon that he uses? It doesn't say three chalakim, what does it say? Kinim tase as a teva. Lashon of Cain, of a nest. A nest. The first person in the Torah, the only other person who is referred to as tzaddik in this such a belated way is Noah. The only other person who's called tzaddik like this is, is Yosef Atag. Before we spoke about Noah and Moshe Rabbeinu, the tzaddik is always referred to as, a, as an oaf, a bird. Tzaddikim are referred to as an oaf. Tzfer Shlomo Verdomsk says that Of is Bugamatria Yosef. Ayin is, right? Ayin is, is Vav and Yud. Excuse me, Ayin is uh, Vav and Samach. 
60 and 10 and 70 with Ayin. And then the Vav and the, and the Peri are the same. Right? Yosef is a, is a Yud and a Samach that gets you the Ayin and the Vav. And then the Vav and the Peri are the same in Yosef. Yosef is the, is the Tzadik. Noach is also the Tzadik. Noach is the Ish Tzadik Tamim Hayabadoros of who makes this nest. He makes this nest out of the table. And he's instructed to make this nest in the same way, like 120 years, you know, picking up a... You can imagine why it took 120 years. He was picking up a little piece of... a little piece of wood over here and a little piece of wood over here and then tarring it all together. And this thing was like a big, strong boat. So we mentioned before, but it bears repeating, we mentioned before, there was one time davening, in the Halalukas, in the Halalukas, we say, Halalukas, we say that Hashem looks out for those who are starving, your Evim, Hashem Pokeach Ivrim, Hashem takes care of the Yisom Amana, takes care of all in the Halalukas. In the middle of that whole tumult over there, it says Hashem Ohev Tzadikim. In the middle of people who are, who are stuck in jail, Asurim, blind, starving, without parents, without a spouse. All these people, Hashem Ohev Tzadikim. One reason for that is because that's where the Tzadik puts himself, to help out all the other people. The other reason is because the Tzadik sees himself also as somebody who is in this very, I mean, Noach is in this Teva, and the whole thing is like very tenuous. Noach knew that he was told that he can go into the Teva, but he didn't know what was going to happen in the Teva. So a Jew who could be like Noach also has this option of the raven and the dove. When the dove came back to Noach, the dove said to Noach, I would rather have this bitter olive branch and for it to come from Hashem than for, to get the greatest delicacies from you, from a human being. A person who lives in this level of a teva, of this cane, Kansipur, who's willing to take that little step. I don't think that anybody here should have aspirations at this point in their life. And maybe ever, I don't know, you know, exactly how to direct this. This is something that's a very personal thing. The more that a person can be from those who are trying to receive directly from Hashem a little bit here and a little bit there, to be like the dove and not like the raven. We're trying to take a drop here from Hashem and a drop here from Hashem and to build a nest like that. So then we'll be able to bring Shemaim and arts together. For the bird, there's no difference. For the oaf, that's why Tzadikim are compared to an oaf because Shemaim, arts, comfortable in all areas. And that's the goal. The goal is not just to be comfortable in Shemaim all the time. To be comfortable also on earth, to be comfortable with other people, to be comfortable with people who are not so flying up here all the time. So if you're a tzaddik and you're flying up here, maybe sometimes you have to come down to earth. Look for a place to land. For Manoach, a place to, for, 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 to, to rest. And if you're down here, maybe you need to learn how to fly a little bit more. And Hashem should help us to do that. Amen. 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 Or a guitar, something. Anything, is it? It happens to be my profession. I don't always know what to do with it. <laughs>
So now I tell you the truth, this is a song, which is not my own song, it's also that he's saying when he was not yours. Because mm. we're talking about mine. Remember the Mickey Shur? Rabbi Moshe Shur? Yeah, sure, sure. He asked for Shiva, band in 1975, 6, 7, 8 maybe. It was also my liaison band to bring me to Harzion at the uh, request of Shalom Akadabah, Shalom. He says, you got to meet my main man in Yerushalayim, Mickey Shur. He's going to take care of you, but he's going to be great. He was living in London at the time. I don't know Mickey Shur, I don't know what he's talking about, but main man. Try to figure out what he was telling me. That he was the person who brought me to my room in the, in the middle of Karadovid, July. I think it was 5th or 5th, 4th or 5th of July, 1975. So he wrote some very, very important songs. Most people don't know that. Like, Come back next week and do the next one. I think, I don't know. There's one little song, I'll sing it. Let's hear it, let's hear it. Just so we can have it recorded, that way they can listen to it and they can learn it. Mayim Rabim is the tumultuous 
world that, you know, Rabbi Ginsburg, right? Ginsburg was talking about. And we, uh, we have to face that world all the time. The Yidin have been put in a world of Maim Rabin. But, was, but, but Shlomo Melech says, Maim Rabin lo yuchlu lachabot et ahava. Ahava, the Baruch who has for the Yidin. All the waters, the wild, crazy, raging waters of the world. The, I don't want to mention names, it's not worth it. The people that are out there to get us and to hurt us, they're planning, we know it, we see it all the time. Open up CNN, open up, uh, what do you call it, the New York Times, God forbid. You, and you know, <laughs> this is the Maim Rabim of the world. And Am Israel is saying, well, you might be right, you might be wrong. All I know is I want to be close to Hashem. That's all that matters to me. I just want to do what the Bani Shalom wants. And this is what's important, because the rest is... We, we are sure we make mistakes. We make tons of mistakes. But we also work on fixing them. So if you still got tainas, you think you should talk to the Master of the Universe and ask them, you know, what did you do with this nation that they so out there doing their own thing, you know? But we have a taina, because we want to do Hashem's words. So this is the nature of the words of this beautiful piece of uh, Shir Hashim. Okay, Mincha, everybody had a...